You found the Love Flight Podcast. I'm Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach, and I've been helping nervous flyers since 1997. So in this podcast, you are going to find aviation experts, psychologists, coaches, enthusiasts, and people normal, just like you, who have overcome their fears. Welcome. So welcome to the Love Life Podcast and today we're joined by Jerry Cordero who's been in touch with us. Uh, he is a fan of Facebook, the Love Life Facebook group and the podcast and he's come to tell us his story. So welcome Jerry. Hey, thanks for having me Paul. Pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're calling from right now and uh, without trying to make us too jealous. That's right. Yep. I am calling from sunny Florida in the uh, Tampa area. And uh, I'm in my garage because my entire family is sleeping right now. So we, we were saying it looks like the inside of an aircraft, you know, like you go underneath <laughs> where they put the luggage. It looks a bit like where you are. You could have got away with it. I think. I know I could have, right? I should have just rolled with it. But yeah. uh, no, no, yeah, from my garage. And um, it's actually cold. People will see I have a jacket on because mm. it's, it's actually pretty cold. But uh, in the afternoon, it's going to be, you know, beautiful 70, 75. So I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in freezing Kent at the moment, so it's not quite as. I've, this is why I've got this thing on. The, That's the, right. The podcast interviews at the moment. I've got a big fleece on because it's just it's just not that warm. But anyway, anyway if, so, if if I was there, I'd be I'd have like a whole yeah, like an Eskimo exactly. <laughs> Anything below seventy is uh, freezing for me. <laughs> yeah, where you're 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 dividing the room now because you're in the you know you're in that beautiful warm state of Florida, so. Uh, we're sort of jealous and envious and 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 hateful in equal measure. That's right. I apologize. That's all right. Yeah. So tell us your tell us your story then. So how you found us? You know. Yeah. Tell us because I know you had a had a fear of flying. I'm not quite sure how far yeah past it you are, but yeah, just sort of focus. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Again, th- thanks for having me. Like I said, mm. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I'm a fan of the Facebook group. Uh, check it daily. Uh, so I, I I really do. I really love reading the stories, seeing the pictures from other people because I know what it feels like mm-hmm. to be in that spot. Right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not as uh, abstract to me. Right? It's it's I'm I know what they're feeling. I know that that yeah. jitterness and that almost wanting to back out type feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, about myself. So born and raised here in Florida and uh in the tampa area and um you know i'm the youngest of three so uh you know uh, even though i'm uh older now my my mom still says i'm her her baby you know so yeah and uh, which you have to make the most of i think that's just the rule yes yes i don't dispute it i you know i accept yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> and uh especially now being a parent myself you know yeah. it's uh my my kids are 12 and 14 now so i you know, my, my 14 year old will always be that mm. two year old to me with, yeah. you know, my 12 year old same. So I, I get that. But, um, so yeah, I was born and raised here, but my family is actually from Honduras, which is in central America. And, and so I grew up, you know, I'm an eighties baby, mainly grew up in the nineties and, you know, 
starting from like late 80s i think the last time i flew to honduras was in 1996 i believe so so you were uh, flying quite a bit as as an unaccompanied minor perhaps was that yeah yeah well uh, a few trips i went with my two older brothers uh i mean we were all minors at the time and um and so yeah so obviously this was before the internet right before cell phones before everything Yes. And so my mom would, you know, I, I remember 93, I remember that that's the trip that stands out the most because I went by myself. And so uh, my mom would drop me off at the airport, but we would drive from the uh, Tampa area to, uh, to the Miami, to Miami, to the Miami airport. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I just remember like not thinking anything of it, you know, it was just, I trusted everybody, you know, I yes. trusted you know, you're a kid. So I was 10, 11 years old at the time. Mm. And I asked my mom actually this week, I said, you know, did you ever worry? Did you ever think that something was going to happen? And she was like, no, not really. I trusted, you know, the, the staff, the, yeah. you know, it just, it was just sort of maybe different back then. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. just, she was, and I, but I actually back then she could actually walk up with me to the, yes, you know, right up into the gate. So uh, I remember her like just saying, all right, have fun, you know, and just drop me off. And, and I would be in Honduras for the whole summer usually. Wow. And, uh, it was mainly cause she didn't want me to forget Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she would, uh, send me there. And so I would hang out with cousins and, and hang out with family. And it was just such a blast. I have such good memories of that. And so, she, and so, and I would go most summers. So, and I just, and I remember thinking, you know, did uh, did you ever worry something would happen, you know, on mm. the plane or, or at the airport? And she was just like, no, you know, I, yeah. I trusted everybody. So, yeah. And I just remember she would say, um, just call me when you get there, <laughs> you know, just to let me know you got there. So there was so, no fear of flying in the family by the sound of it? No, no, not at all. No, not at all. We would all go and, and we flew an airline. I, I looked it up. It's still around. It's called DACA. It's like okay. T-A-C-A. Yeah. And I think they're based in El Salvador. So, um, but yeah, I remember that. And um, I just remember the staff being friendly and checking in on me. But obviously, you know, I didn't have a, you know, a gaming system. I didn't have anything. I just kind of looked out the window, enjoyed the scenery. So, so yeah. So I just, um, and I think the last time I flew was in 2001. It might have been like actually after 9 11 around that time if i remember correctly i was either i think i was a freshman in college and we i was either senior or freshman and either senior in high school but we did like a summer trip and um kind of helped with like a summer camp and we flew from here florida and it was in new mexico yeah so you know flew with the other group of students and uh was there for about two weeks and kind of helped out with the summer camp so that was the last time I flew up until just my recent flights. And it just kind of worked out, at least during my college years. I didn't really need to fly. And then uh, when my wife and I got married in 06, and then, and then like we had, and then in 08, we had like, a, I think this is kind of when the fear started happening. You know, is if it's okay if I kind of start yeah, diving yeah, into that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we always want to know the history is 
Because then when you sort of talk around where you are now, it makes a lot more sense. We've got a sense of the context, you know. Sure. Yeah. So I just, you know, I didn't, there wasn't really a need to fly, especially, you know, during my college years. And then my wife and I, we, we were married for about two years. And I think this is kind of when it, it started. We were on a kind of like a little getaway, you know, and um, other Floridians here will remember a theme park called Cypress Gardens. It was a gorgeous theme park. Well, now it's Legoland. <laughs> so, so those of us in Florida would know what I'm referring to. It was, it was a great, great, uh, you know, cool, cool little theme park. Had rides, roller coasters, and stuff. And I remember we were on the Ferris wheel, and like something happened to it. It got stuck for like maybe ten minutes. You okay. know, just some something mechanical, right? They had to fix it. Yeah. I just remember being at the top of it and going, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I I feel, feel, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just felt so like trapped and mm -hmm. felt like un uncomfortable. And that's kind of when I think it started because, you know, my, my fear of flying is not, you know, anything bad happening on the plane. I, I actually feel safe on planes. I really do. I trust mm -hmm. the pilots. Yeah, because I'm more like I'd rather them fly than me. You yeah, know? me too. Yeah. <laughs> so <No> disrespect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, some people, you know, have a and I get the anxiety where they're like to be in control, right? Mm -hmm. So they, I, I, I get that part of 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 the anxiousness of flying, right? Yes. Where where you you don't trust the other. Well, I'm the opposite. I'm like, you do it. I'm just gonna, you know, sit back, relax, and you know, wake me up when we get there. Uh, and, um, but I, I think that's kind of when it started and it, it went from there to being like, it, 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 sorry, Jerry, can I just, so oh, go ahead. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. So nothing to do with flying, but being no. stuck at the top of a Ferris wheel. Yeah. And you're not being able to get out or whatever. That's yes. Then, so how do you think that translated into flying? Yeah. So it, it kind of slowly evolved into, uh, from there. I found myself like it's it sort of, you know, at the t I didn't realize it at the time, but I had pretty much undiagnosed like anxiety, you know, not, you know, having a bad day, having, I mean, you know, not circumstantial anxiety, but just, you know, le legit anxiety. So, uh, but at the time I didn't know I had it. So it went from there to being, I didn't like being in elevators, mm. you know, it just kind of felt entrapped and okay. felt like, okay, what if this elevator gets stuck, right? So you never had that before, this sort of claustrophobic fear of being no. enclosed? None of that? No, not at all. Just sort of like I... I. So my anxiety, what kind of kept me uh, functioning, so to speak, you know, leading up to my flights was the fact that I always needed an escape route, you know, where, whether, whether I'm in a big crowd, right? Whether I... Mm -hmm you know, driving in traffic, you know, especially on the interstate, I'm like, I got to stay in the right lane, you know, because mm -hmm. if I need to pull over, if I have anxiety attack. So, and then naturally, it somehow we got invited, you know, to visit some family in other states. And I just started saying, well, we're going to have to fly, you know, and friends and family were like, yeah, of course. I'm like, I don't like that. You know, I don't, it just all of a sudden turned into if I don't like being in elevators, if I don't like, you know, being, you know, in a big crowd, 
you're asking me to sit in an airplane sort of in a big crowd right in a, yeah. in, a yeah. in a small compact space for an hour hour and a half or however long the flight is and i just i mean for i think in 2010 i i got a job at the time and they wanted they wanted to fly me out to colorado for training and i said absolutely not i'm not oh wow that's not you know but they were they were understanding and so they had one in florida that i had to drive to um but i so it was already starting to have an impact wasn't it so you got your family trips and then you and work as well interesting Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, from like 2010, like I said, up until last year, I, I just did not fly. And I've had... Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, from 2010 until last year, you didn't fly at all? No, no, not at all. So I what avoided a, it. Okay. And what what about the lifts and the, the you know, being on the uh, highways? And did you still doing this sort of like the have to be in the right hand lane? Was that all still going on as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I. What, I, what about as a passenger in a car? What were you like? Have a theory I'm here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I rarely am a passenger. To be honest, you know, I do my family stuff. So I, I do the majority of the driving, but when I am, um, I mean, it, it. You know, it didn't really bother me as much. I, I don't know. It, it was just. Um, I, I I didn't. It didn't at the time. I, I I don't. I don't. I can't recall feeling like uneasy. I, I did find out the hard way actually last year on one of my actually one of my work trips. I apparently get car sick. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Just and, that uh, as well. But you don't get it when you're driving, presumably. No, no, not at all. And which is which is rare. But I, I remember we drove actually to Georgia because where we were going to Georgia, there was no airports in the area. So we had to you know, by the time we flew and if we flew to the Atlanta airport, it added up it added up to about the same amount of time. So yeah, but but to answer your question, yeah, uh, during that time it was, yeah, I'm like I got to be in the right lane. I I hated being in elevators, you know. Even to this day, I'm still a little bit uncomfortable okay. in the elevators. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so say so 13 years by my math, you were avoiding flying and had all yes. that stuff going on. Okay, so all right, yeah, and then um, in 2014, um, my my job at the time. Uh, I think it was like my first or second week, they, you know, just started casually talking about a trip to to go to Chicago you know, for like some, you know, some conference. I just remember going, I can't tell them I'm afraid of flying. You know, I might, I just got this job, you know, and, and it wasn't really part of the description though. There wasn't, they just kind of brought it up and I felt like, you know, like a panic started coming because I felt thinking, I, I felt like, man, I'm, I might lose my job. What if my job is dependent on this? Mm. It, there was nowhere in the job description that there was traveling involved. So I finally, you know, confessed and, and they were understanding. They're like, okay, you don't have to go. And that, okay. and that was it. But even though in my mind it was a big deal, you know, I lost sleep and mm. was going, how am I going to tell them? And they were just like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it's <laughs> not a necessary, yeah, they're just, it's not a necessary trip. But, it, you know, and I think that's part of, mm. kind of goes into the, psychology of the fear of flying because in our mind it's just yeah you know and, and i can get into that in a little bit later about how i kind of started taking the steps to overcome it but um uh and i don't say overcome it's i'm still a nervous flyer but at least you know i i enjoy it why there's a flyer. i am a flyer not sentence yes correct <laughs> so uh yeah and then and then from then i just kind of 
you know, I didn't really have a reason or need to fly. And then, um, and then, and then I got, uh, the job where I'm at now. And they did say, I remember them asking me, they said, Hey, you know, this job requires some travel, not a lot, but, uh, you know, business of customers, mainly in the Southeast region. And are you okay with that? And I just remember going, I just remember like lying and going, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I'm thinking they don't really mean that, you know, they're not going to, you know, so, and then, um, you know, I, this is in tw summer of 2022 and, you know, things, I, I want to say things are getting a little bit, getting a little bit more relaxed, right. From COVID, you know, that was kind of the excuse I did have, yeah. uh, you know, a lot was, well, you know, flying is, is, uh, kind of restricted right now. So, um, yeah, so that kind of got me through, you know, a few years, 2021 yeah. <laughs> and then most of <laughs> so the pandemic went on a bit longer for you then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> This is a so, 10 year thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I knew about it before it was cool, you know? <laughs> so, um, but then, yeah. And then in 2023, and I remember we had a staff meeting right around this time last year mm -hmm. and, uh, or like towards the end of 2022. And I remember, you know, we work for a smaller company. It's about 20 of us. So it's very, you know, very tight knit group. And, and I remember during one of the staff meetings, you know, the, the owner of the company was like, yeah, you know, I, I really want you guys need to go out there in front of your customers. You know, I'm, I'm, it's a sales job. Mm -hmm. So I just get face to face with them, get to know them. You know, obviously we'll pay for everything. Just, you know, just get out there. And that's kind of when just like a light bulb went off. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm ready for this. Like I, I want to fly mm -hmm. and before, you know, I didn't really have a, a desire or a need to, but now it's okay. You know, I, I got a family to feed, you know, I have, yeah. uh, it's something personal that I, that I need to overcome and my job at, the, and then I talked to them and I remember it was at the Christmas party and, you know, and you know, what's funny though, is the, actually the owner of the company, he's a pilot, not like, um, commercial airline, mm -hmm. right. But like, you know, small personal plane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he was just like, oh, wow, you're, you're a nervous flyer. I'm like, yeah, I, I hate it. And, and I get people's natural response to that is, well, if you know, flying is safe, you know, go into the whole, you know, flying. And, and th for me, again, I, I, I get that. I, I know planes are safe. Right. But kind of my fear is, is just, uh, and sorry, I didn't bring it up, explain it earlier, but, um, you know, my fear is just, just claustrophobia. Mm just feeling trapped feeling like yeah. i got it i got you know as i mentioned earlier where driving on the highway i like the idea of like i'm gonna stay in the right lane yeah. I and mean, i don't do that anymore but at the time right stay in the right lane i can pull over wherever i yeah. need to go yeah so i kind of developed these habits that weren't really the healthiest but um so you know so i remember in, at the christmas party uh he kind of started you know telling me how flying is safe and i said well that's not what i'm afraid of do that i don't think we do that it's just like oh really it's like, oh, like so one conversation you is going to change this whole 10 yeah. 15 year thing <laughs> yeah people do it with good intention but it's just exactly. a strange thing isn't it yeah i mean they mean well but uh yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and um but uh you know he had said he said, well, you know, we're not going to force you to go. Right. But we, and I think that's what made me do it more. If it didn't feel like 
someone was forcing me to do so it. So he did it was, sort of Jedi mind trick on you. Probably, yeah. Not forcing yeah. you to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if you want your sales to grow, yeah, you know, or if you want... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and but it was, you know, it was really supportive with that. And, yeah. and, the, and I think it helped sharing that, you know, because my coworkers were very supportive, right? Mm-hmm. They were very like, you know, they were going on trips and sharing success stories. And I just felt like almost left out a little bit. Okay. Like, so this falls a sec. So this is great. This is, yes, because one of the things I often look for is the motivation point, you know, because so, mm-hmm. you've had other jobs where you could have traveled, but this one where they something slightly different about it and there's a shift in you as well. And you yes. hear other people's stories and there's something happening in you. There's a motivation sort of, there's something turning, isn't there? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so presumably then that sort of like your kids, you said about 10, 12, I think if I remember right, you said at the beginning. Yeah. But have they flown without you? Yes, they have actually one time, but we were, we haven't really had a need to, but. Uh, That's what uh, in Florida, you you are in the holiday state, aren't you? You just yeah, on exactly. the road. Holiday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so everything's here. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> actually, yeah. All right, so that that's great. So so they were very supportive. The the the, the owners have got a private pilot's license. Your colleagues are then sharing their successes. So tell us what happened next. This is great. Yeah. So and then and like at around this time last year or you know late twenty twenty two, I just it just something went off and and I, I was looking back at my history of when I joined the Facebook group mm-hmm. and and I saw my post. I think my very first post said like. Hey, thanks for adding me, you know, to the group and I'm flying in a few weeks and it's something that I've been wanting to do. Right. So, and so just rewind a bit, Jerry, thank you. So, sure. so, so you were, it sounds like you started searching for resources and stuff. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I obviously I typed in, um, and the podcast cause I have a long commute to work. So I love listening to podcasts and I just, you know, typed in, I think fear of flying is what I typed in and Apple podcast and love fly came up and I said, huh? So I started listening to the episodes and, and then they, you know, he mentioned the Facebook group. You remember which so, one you started with? Just, I'm always curious whether, cause yeah, you have to it, go start at number one and then, oh, no. <laughs> or do you just go for whatever? It was, if I remember correctly, I think it was the, uh, a pilot from Virgin airlines. Uh, and, and I remember listening to that one cause I was, it was, I was actually mowing my yard and you know, he, it was really nice guy. I'm sorry. I wish I knew his name, but, uh-huh. um, uh, he, I think it was, he was a pilot, a captain and he kind of, I think it was like a question and answer okay. session. Yeah. So, but yeah. And so that's kind of when, okay, I'm, people are sharing similar stories. Okay. You know, or, uh, and I think another one. And you know, I have to give a shout out to her. Is uh, Gita? I think it's her name. I saying that right? Uh, Gita, yeah, she's uh, Gita. I'm sorry, yeah, Gita. That's all right. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's like Jif or Gif. You know, what's the right way? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I got it wrong when I first spoke to her as well. Yeah, well, forgive okay. me. On her yeah, behalf. It's, uh, yeah, Gita, and then Peter, right? Yeah, Peter. Yes, yeah, those yeah. two are always. They know exactly what to say. You know, when and and they're they're great. So. It was one of her episodes, and if I recall correctly, Gita's episode was, correct me if I'm wrong, it was something to do, I think she had a fly for the first time, 
alone and she was concerned as you know what if something happens to her what if you know a little bit different but i related to that because i'm like okay i'm gonna be going for work and what if something does happen to me Mm -hmm. you know what if something happens to my family so those kind of thoughts crept in but um so yeah so i joined the group and started uh almost obsessively preparing for it (laughs) uh you know so i started um looking up on social media, you know, like whether it's YouTube or TikTok, kind of fear of flying, nervous flyers. And I started to kind of, you know, share like reading and listening to other people's stories. So, and I just, what's weird is I felt like no one on the outside was forcing me to do this. And it was just like, why am I doing this? (laughs) Why, why? Uh, no one's forcing me to do it, but I can't stop pursuing this. You know, it was just like this, um, like this drive to just, I, I got to get this done. I got to do this. So it becomes uh, like an obsession for if you, if you want to do something, you know, you're, it's like something that's got to be fed. Um, yes. Uh, and that, yes. And, but it's a pop, but it's all positive stuff going in. It's just almost like you're, you're writing you're rewriting your history or something, aren't you? When you're doing that, you're just like, well, yeah, well, I need input. I need input. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, I, and then I remember, um, so I, I just, you know, I took my wife aside and, and I said, Hey, uh, I was like, I, 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 I got to fly. I got to do this. And she was so supportive. And, and to me, I looked at her as like, you know, such a, uh, you know, fearless person because she flew alone a lot to visit family in other states. And I'm going, how do you do that? You know, you don't, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking you're flying tomorrow and you're going to bed early and you're not worried about it. You're not, mm. she was like, no, I don't, you know, it's just another day for me, you know? And so she was, you know, not in a condescending way, but in a, just a, in a cool, you know, she's cool. And she's like, yeah, I'm cool. And I'm going, man, I wish I had that. You know, like yeah. I just, it was almost like a, like an envy, but not in a mm. bad way. Just, um, mm. like, man, you're so chill right now. You're not even stressing that you're going to, you know, be an airplane this time tomorrow. So, um, so I took her aside and I said, Hey, um, I, we need to fly somewhere. I, my job wants me to go somewhere to visit some customers, but I don't want my first trip in over 20 years you know, first flight in 20 years. Cause at the time, you know, even though I avoided flying for 13 years, I didn't really need to fly before that. So, um, and so she was like, yeah, you know, so it worked out cause I have family in Atlanta and I'm in Tampa. So I called my family in Atlanta and I said, Hey, I, I you know, they were, they're all aware. I'm an open book about flying. Cause I feel yeah. like, yeah, I feel like the more I share, maybe other people will be comfortable sharing their fear too. And so, and I, I talked to my family up there and I said, is it okay if we just took a weekend trip, just a quick trip, just so I can familiarize myself with it and I'll be with my wife, you know? So she's like, yeah, we would love to have you here. And, and it works out because my wife is actually a photographer. So she can kind of use it as like a business trip. And, and she brought her equipment and did some pictures up there and they looked amazing. And Atlanta is a beautiful city. Uh, the scenery and the traffic. No, the traffic is just, it's just, you know, it, it, everything they say about Atlanta traffic is true. So, um, 
yeah so we i remember talking to my wife and i said i really want to do this so i she was like yeah let's go i would love to and you know she looked at it more like hey it'll be a little getaway with us and and uh you know my mom could stay here and watch the kids for the weekend so we flew on on a friday and uh i came back on a sunday so that was the you know leading up from that was in march yeah so it's going to ask you so so this is a significant thing so just rewind back so for what did you do from the moment you decided to that point of flying that got you to the place that you could fly and then the yes. special will be what was that flight like <laughs> yes yeah Over so, <laughs> yeah yeah sorry um yeah no i uh i just remember going let's do this and i remember she was uh on her phone buying the plane tickets mm. you know and i said well hold on hold on let's just let me do some research you know right. okay and uh let me find out what airline because you know i'm i'm out of the loop you know with some of these airlines and stuff so i just was reading and and i think somehow i landed on delta and i just remember thinking okay you know, I'll, I'll give them a shot and uh the you know positive reviews great experiences and for me, it I wasn't really searching for safe flights, right? Because I, like I said, I'm I 100% trust airplanes, right? I don't, mm. um, I'm not worried about anything bad happening. It was just more me being claustrophobic and feeling like I can't escape, right? I, so I looked up who had friendly staff mm. because I was um, at the time I was thinking I'm gonna as soon as soon as I can talk to a flight attendant, I'm gonna say, hey, I'm a nervous flyer. You're gonna need to check up on me, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so somehow I landed on Delta and I said, all right, well, let's, you know, let's go to, you know, let's, let's check out Delta. And then I remember I was browsing the Tampa international airports website. And, uh, so I was just browsing just, you know, cause you know, a lot, of, a lot of the, uh, anxiety is about is a lot of it is the unknown, right? I don't know what, so I found myself kind of looking at pictures of the airport scenery what to expect mm. right good and of course the tampa airport has a famous pink flamingo you know i'm sure you've seen pictures of it mm. so and then somehow i was on their on their website it said free tours like you know we can give you a free tour of the airport and it's mainly for people with like you know sensitivity needs and uh I think if they're on the spectrum, I believe, I think that's kind of what it's for, but I also said for nervous flyers too. And I was like, that's perfect. That is perfect. You know? Uh, so I sent an email to, um, you know, just kind of info or, you know, general inquiring, yeah. you know, and someone got back to me right away and, um, I wish I could give him his name. I apologize. I forget, but, uh, very, very lovely gentleman actually called me hey you know we got your email and yeah just we would love to um give you a tour of, of the airport and um and i said okay well how can we set that up and i said well you need to buy a ticket first because you need we you need proof of the purchase because in order you know we can't just let you we can't let you pass security so to speak if you're not planning on flying right if i, if I understand that correctly so I said, man, okay, so I have to buy a ticket first, show the ticket. And then, because what it is, is depending on the airline, that's how they, yeah. that's how they work the tour based on the airline you go with. So I said, okay, so I'm, so I was so actually, I bought the ticket, you know, a few, 
uh, weeks in advance. We, we, we went with Delta, my wife and I. And so I scheduled the tour with the, you know, with the gentleman at the airport a week before the flight. I said, that, that, that'll give me, it'll feel fresh in my mind and I won't feel like, uh, you know, it, it, I feel like that's a good spot for me mm-hmm. to prepare for mentally, emotionally, yeah. right? So I remember we we scheduled the tour. It was it was a Thursday before the Friday, the next Friday flight. So it was myself and my wife and my two kids. And up until this point, I have never been uh, farther than past the um like drop off and pick up at an airport. Yes, right. I had no idea what to expect. And I was picturing like the scene from Home Alone when the family is just, you know, running through the airport, just chaos all around. So that's what I was picturing. And at least with the Tampa airport, it was it was nothing like that. I mean, it was just really, really calm. And so I remember that's the first thing I noticed was how calm everything was. And as I was walking and walking up to the to the desk at the to meet the tour guide, um, I just remember like seeing some people sleeping, right, on on couches. And I'm going, how are they so calm? You know, like how are they, you know, because remember up until this point, you know, I I avoided flying. So I'm still, a, you know, freaking out going, why am I doing this, right? No one's forcing me to do this, but my kids are here and my wife is here and, and they're supporting me. And so we, you know, did the tour guide and she pretty much treated us as if we were flying for real. So we went through TSA, you know, I remember my son had, had a, had a water bottle and the TSA agent was like, you can't take that with, you. <laughs> so I remember my son had to get rid of it. So, I mean, we went through security, we went through, we really had the full experience, right? We got patted down, you know, had to take our shoes off. I, like I said, I've never experienced that. That was, that was first for me. And, uh, so we, we were, we took the little, what is it called? Like the, like the train. I forget the name of it. It's like the the train, right? The from the uh, from like the main area to where the actual planes are now. And I just remember sitting in like uh, the, the, like the monorail thing. Is that what it is? The monorail thing. Yes, that's it. what it was. Yeah. Okay. So we took that to the where and and so I remember sitting there and it's quick. It's like not even thirty seconds, you know. But it felt like a long thirty seconds for me. And I just remember thinking man, you know, this is it, you know, I'm, I'm, even though I wasn't flying yet, but I did feel like. Oh, so that sounds like a really good preparation, doesn't it? Oh man. Yeah. Really good. Yes. I highly recommend it. If, if your local airport does tours like that, I highly recommend it because they enjoy it. I mean, these people, you know, they, they, and the lady who gave us a tour, she was so lovely and sweet and nice and uh, checking up on me and, and, um, you know, I, I, she was answering my questions. So, mm. But, but the one thing that I'll say that, that cracked me up, you know, with kids, kids have no filter, right? Even teenagers, right? 12 and 14 years old. And we were kind of watching planes take off. And then my, my son or daughter, one of them goes, Hey dad, I go, yeah, they go, that's going to be you next week. (laughs) And I just said, yeah, thanks for reminding me. (laughs) Like just, you know, no words of comfort. Just say, you're going to be stuck in that airplane next week. So I just said, oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, but uh, just being quite happy. And then, boom. yeah, it's like a reality check. Like mm-hmm. it was a, you know, they brought me back down like, hey, you know, but uh, it's uh, like, how are you feeling? 
they're like, I'm feeling terrible now. What the heck? You know, <laughs> that is not words of encouragement right there, you know? And, um, but no, so we did that and, uh, you know, and, uh, the next week was probably the longest week of my life. You know, I just remember just feeling physically like anxious, you know, just all the symptoms of anxiety, just anticipation. And, um, and I do remember I, I actually, I set up a doctor's appointment to prescribe medication, you know? And so I would say, talk to your doctor first, you know, I'm not a doctor, but he gave me, you know, the typical Xanax, right. Yeah. But he gave me, cause I, I don't normally take it. So he gave me such that, I mean, it, it's called like, um, I forget the name they call it, but it's like a quick, uh, prescription where it was like 10 pills and it was like the smallest of the smallest dosage, you know, cause he called, he's like, well, your body is, is, I don't mean this in a mean way, but you're naive to the medication. You're not, you know, I'm not going to give you a high dosage. So, um, so I had that and, uh, uh but, um, no, so that's really how I prepared as much as I could. Right. I listened to episodes. I, uh, did a, which I highly recommend the tour of the, of the airport. That was a big, big help. And then, you know, the, the medication and, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you no. Say something? Well, I was just, no, cause the reason I'm kind of interested in what you did is that we get a question quite often from people say, does your call, do your courses, do you help with claustrophobia and enclosed space? And I tend to say yes, because over the years, you know, thinking that I've been doing this like since 97, there's been, you know, a thousand, you know, I'd say well over half those people also have claustrophobia as part of the package. But for you, it was pure claustrophobia, enclosed space and a few other bits around that. And so that's why I was interested how what has worked for you because then people because quite often people ask that and so that's that's why I'm, I'm really listening for like the key yeah. words so the, the airport tour sounds like that was particularly helpful because that gave you the facts around what exactly spaces you'd be moving into what yeah. processes you know and of that feeling of being trapped having the information sounds like that was super helpful so yeah so that's why I'm yes yeah so yeah how did you get past that fear of enclosed thing because you weren't bothered about the safety of the aircraft it it was correct trapped wasn't it so yeah keep yeah jerry yeah it's good yeah so uh um i will say the 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 biggest helper for me and i apologize i didn't mention this earlier but what helped me was noise canceling headphones mm. those are a lifesaver for me right okay. i how, how does that work then so, um, it like, it kind of helped me shift my focus on really at the time, my phone, mm -hmm. you know, I, I downloaded movies, but, uh, Delta really spoils their customers cause they have free Wi-Fi on their, their airplanes. I'll do that. So, oh, I'll have to fly with them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I just remember going, I, I need to buy these headphones. So I looked up, found some on Amazon not you know they, i didn't i didn't want like three four hundred dollar headphones i don't have that kind of money right to spend but uh i so i found some for about 80 bucks on amazon and they are great i mm -hmm. i i love those things but um and i remember leading up to this i, I you know there's a uh 
friend though, I guess, yeah, I guess I can call her a friend. Uh, she's like a psychiatrist, you know, so I had a few sessions with her and I think I had two leading mm-hmm. up to it, kind of picking her brain about the claustrophobia and stuff. So, um, to, I would say, uh, I want to give a shout out to, I hope, I hope I didn't butcher any, but it, it's episode 88. I think it's Becky Joel. Yes. Uh, her episode, cause I think she struggled with the claustrophobia mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so thank you. I think Becky Joel's her name. Thank you. Your episode was amazing. So that, that was great. All of, you know, Gita's episodes were great. So, um, uh, and anyway, sorry, apologize. I just want to give a quick shout out to yeah, that, but, no, that but that, but listening to her episode helped. And so what, what I did was, you know, bought the noise canceling headphones. I prepared as much as I could. I had, uh, the essential oil lavender. You know, I brought some lavender with me. Um, and, uh, but I would say what helped me the most, and, uh, and I wish I could have some sort of magic formula answer, but was actually doing it, was actually being there because it was no longer a concept. And I just remember sitting in the airport as we were waiting for our flight. I'm, I'm looking around, I'm going, okay, these are real people. This isn't people in my imagination. You know, because my fear was having a panic attack on the plane, right? Causing a scene, you know, going viral, like freaking out, mm-hmm. hyperventilating, and just like yeah. I, just being miserable. Mm-hmm. That's what my fear was. Sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. clarify that earlier. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But that's what it was, right? It wasn't anything bad happening, nothing like that. It was just, you know, I'm going to lose control of my breathing. You know, I'm going to yeah. be stuck on manual breathing, right? Where you... And you had another episode uh, where I think she was a yoga instructor. And uh, she had said, and I wish I could give her, I tried, I commented on one of her posts and I wish I could, I'll find it. But um, she says something that really stood out to me. She says, when you're breathing, uh, when you breathe through your mouth, it makes your brain think that something is wrong. But when you're breathing through your nose, it tells your brain that everything is okay. So there is this, so I started practicing breathing exercises and there was, there's actually an app. It's free. You can download it on your phone. I think it's just called the breathe or breathing. It's literally just like, uh, you can, you can choose two options. I choose one where it's like a balloon. And so you breathe with it, you know? So it's like you breathe in, I think for like three seconds, hold three, and then it deflates and then it inflates again. So I still have that phone, that app on my phone. Huh. And uh, uh, my friend, the psychi- you know, psychiatrist, she recommended that app. Simple, it's free, right? Nothing fancy, just mm. you just, you learn. So it's something visual. And, uh, and I just remember thinking, okay, I I prepared as much as I could. Yeah. And I just remember, I tried to take as many pictures and videos as I could, because as I'm looking back and re- remembering, I can say, I took that video. I took yeah. that yeah. picture, you know? And I remember I took some video of, of us walking, you know, and through the little tunnel leading into the airplane. And, uh, you know, at the time had noise canceling headphones on because what, what they do is they, it kind of tunes out all the surrounding noise and, mm-hmm. and being, you know, a Tampa International Airport, they're not really needed there, you know, because it's already quiet for the most part. But at the time I didn't know, you know, I was just, I was just so focused in on the, on the, um, you know, on the task, I guess you could say. And then, so I remember about 30 minutes before I boarded the flight, you know, I, I took one pill, 
you know, it's what my doctor said. He's like, just take one before you fly, you know? Um, and he's like, it's such a small dosage. He's, you know, you're not going to be zonked out or nothing, you know? And yeah, I, I don't remember feeling any different. I know some people have asked me, like, how do you feel? Like, I don't really feel any different. It's almost yeah. like you don't realize until after the fact. You're like, oh, I'm fine. So I just, so, and, and then one thing I too, I remember being told one advice was wear, wear a hoodie. And so, um, uh, so I, I'm a window seat guy. I got to sit by the window, not because I opened the window to look at it. I just like the best way I can describe it was I felt like I had my own little fort. And I think that's what helped me the most was I had my headphones. And I remember we, we, we were towards the back in the back, you know, not in the very, very back, we're mm. towards the back. And, and I remember at the time my wife was buying the tickets and she goes, well, you know, you know, you feel more turbulence in the back. Like it doesn't bother me. Believe it or not, it really does not bother mm. me. Turbulence does not bother me at all. Yeah. And so I feel for those who say it does because I get it, right? Like it, it's not comfortable. So um, for me, it's just more like I said, like feeling trapped. But you would think hearing me say that, feeling trapped, that I would not want a window seat, right? You would think I would want an aisle seat. Yeah, exactly. Right? But I, I didn't. I, I wanted a window seat and I felt like I had my hoodie on. I remember and I had my headphones on and I was, I, I had a, a video game on my phone. Hang on a second, it, Jerry. you so you basically became a teenager. So you put it up, <laughs> yes. headphones on, playing a game. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a success. <laughs> here's, a here's the success. Yeah, be a teenager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. And I remember, you know, I, I had the window seat. My wife had the middle seat and, you know, a stranger on the next seat. And I just remember it just felt so surreal. I was like, wow, this is happening. I'm doing this. And um, and when we were uh, getting ready, it was a Friday night. And so it was already kind of dark at this time. So uh, one thing I loved, I didn't know at the time that planes do when we were actually in the air and, and cruising, they like dim the lights in the uh, in the cabin. You know, and that, and that just created a sense of like calm. You know, I don't know. You know, it was just like a, I'm going, all right. And but I do remember holding my wife's hand like dur during takeoff. Mm -hmm. You know, and so and I remember when that door closed, and I'm like, all right. And so I became very conscious of like, okay. So how did what you if, stay on? I just sort of uh, kept myself distracted on my phone. You know, I was you know uh, really kind of in my own little bubble, and. Yeah. I know some people like to sit up front because they felt like, you know, but for me, I just felt like I can be tucked away in the back of the plane. Yeah. No one's going to bother me. No one's going to know I'm here. And just kind of feeling it and living it was, was the, was so helpful. Cause I looked around, I'm going, everyone's so calm. Like this is yeah. just a Friday to them. You know, they, it's just another day. And, uh, so I remember during takeoff, I held my wife's hand and we were up in the air and, and it was a flight from Tampa to Atlanta, which was maybe an hour right of actual airtime mm -hmm. you know so i just remember like uh playing a video game on my phone and i was just but every like couple of minutes i would like look up like okay i'm doing this right this is happening and i became very very conscious of like my breathing and kind of started taking some deep breaths right so yeah. practicing the breathing exercises really helped mm. um leading up to the flight so uh yeah i just um and what, was, what were you doing? What was your thought process? Because in that hour, 
obviously you're consciously doing the breathing you're you're distracting yourself you're also looking around yeah was there anything that you were saying to yourself that was helpful it was like okay i'm not a, i'm not alone you know um I actually feel safe with other people here. You know, you would think that's the opposite of being claustrophobic, but I felt like, okay, there's other people here. There's other, you know, even though I'm an adult myself, kind of like when you're, you know, I had a doctor's appointment Tuesday and I texted, you know, I texted my mom, like, you need to be here with me, mom. You know, she's like, you're a grown man. You don't need me there. But, you know, you just felt kind of like, okay, I felt like there's other adults here. I feel safe. And, and I just felt like, just a calmness of it's real. This is really happening. This isn't a concept. This isn't someone else's trip. This is my trip that I'm experiencing. And, you know, I remember that the guy next to my wife and I, he was just on his laptop, just, you know, it was just another day for him. And I'm going, man. And I just, and it, it, it just like, it shifted from, you know, fear to like, you know, to enjoyment, to peace. But, and, and I remember even, you know, at the airport, uh, like I remember like having being hungry and like having an appetite. And, you know, we we ate the expensive airport food that everyone talks about. <laughs> and uh um I just remember like asking my wife, I'm like, how am I not freaking out right now? Because this is not how I pictured it happening. Yeah. I pictured myself like needing to be carried away, you know, and and but she was like, Are you okay? You seem really calm. I'm like, Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like I I I'm, I'm actually having a good time right now. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. it wasn't a, you know, I didn't have to white knuckle it or nothing. I just, mm-hmm. you know, so, but, but, but I think what helped me was actually being there and, and seeing other people and just sort of, mm-hmm. you know, so whenever I did sort of have the panic thing, I would just go back into my phone playing the video game and, and just immerse myself in that. It's like I said, having my hoodie on, having the headphones, I really, it was hard for a lot of outside stuff to distract me. So it didn't really feel like I was on an airplane. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't. So, um, but it yeah, I mean, like the, quite a, a safe way for you to, to do that first one, doesn't it? That you, you've managed all the distractions and all the things that could creep in and, and disturb your little, cause you you put yourself in a little bubble by the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Like, and, and you would think being claustrophobic, I wouldn't want that, but I the felt big, like the big bubble it was your bubble. It was my bubble. Yeah. My bubble. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, you know, the flight went, went smooth and went, you know, so we, 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 we get to Atlanta and, and, um, you know, it was just great. And so the, the flight back wasn't, you know, as, uh, um, you know, wasn't as bad, like, cause I experienced it already. I kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. So from March up until November, I didn't really get a chance to fly again. Just things didn't work out that way. So, but, in, and then in November, uh, I took, uh, it was actually my, uh, a work trip. So I flew with my boss. My boss is very aware, right. Of, of my condition and at the time. And so he was really supportive. We, we flew Southwest. It was a quick flight from, uh, right. from Tampa to Miami, you know? And, uh, so it was like 37 minutes, I think in the air. <laughs> so was this with or without hoodie and, uh, uh, this is without hoodie. Well, actually, no, it, it was cold. It was cold, so I needed my jacket. Okay. But uh, but I, I definitely needed my noise-canceling headphones still. Uh, and um, I remember, and what was funny is I remember I looked over. Uh, he picked a good seat with, in Southwest because I had more leg room. And then it wasn't a full flight, so there was an empty seat in the middle. 
and then he sat in the aisle and I remember I looked over at him and he was sleeping. I mean, he took like a nap for the, so, um, and that flight, you know, a great experience with Southwest as well. Right. Mm. Uh, and then my most recent trip was, was, uh, this is one, one I do want to just share briefly. I want to talk about cause I was nervous about it. Um, we had to fly, there was no direct flights from Tampa to Mobile, Alabama, because I, I had to visit some customers in Alabama. So we flew from Tampa to Pensacola and Pensacola is like not even an hour from Mobile, Alabama. So we just like, let's just fly to Pensacola. Yeah. Well, there was a, an airline, a regional airline, I'm sure, I don't know if you're Silver Airways. Never. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're regional, right? They're known for like their hot pink flamingo colored planes cool. yeah. you know and, but they're propeller planes you know they're yeah, yeah. and, and I, I remember i i reached out to uh, uh gita and i said hey i'm th- this is new for me this is a smaller airplane if it's mm-hmm. maybe uh i think it was 40 something it's like rows of two yeah. right and it goes back to 20 and so i remember i think that was that was like the only time where i'm like are these safe mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm used to, I, I got spoiled with Delta and Southwest, right? I trust them, right? Cause they, they're the big airlines, you know? And, but Gita was super encouraging, kind of explained to me the, the mechanics of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say it was me, it was me and my manager. And we were, that was the one where I, I felt like I'm, I'm nervous again. Like I felt like a, a, uh, okay, this is a new, this is a smaller airplane. You know, how's the ride going to be? And it couldn't have, uh, to get to it, it, it couldn't have gone better. It was just such a, a, a I, I will fly them again. I loved it. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. It was um, a great. Uh, we sat next to the, to the wings. So I saw the propellers, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I, you know, so I flew from there and then we flew from the next day. We did a lot of flying. This one, I did mm-hmm. most of my flying. Mm-hmm. And then from like Pensacola to Atlanta to visit some other customers. And then from Atlanta back home to Tampa. And we did it in about four days. But I will say though, the the flight from Pensacola to Atlanta, that was a bumpy flight. So I'm glad I got to experience that because I yeah. can get why people don't like it. <laughs> so uh but like I said, it you know, I wasn't ner- it, it didn't bother me, but I do remember feeling uncomfortable because the plane, it was like it felt like, you know, it was uh mm. like almost felt like you know, when you're about to dip, you know, and you get that feeling in your stomach, you know, when you do a quick drop, but yeah, it was, it was a bumpy flight. Cause I remember thinking, uh, okay, uh, the, this turbulence is going to be over any minute now. Right. No, it was like the majority of the flight. And, uh, um, uh, but, but yeah, so from, we flew from Pensacola to Atlanta and Atlanta back, we flew Delta and, I, I think I, I I love Delta. I, I do. They they really do spoil us. It was uh, something that I kept hearing jokes about. You know that Delta is like the the preferred air, you know airline for most people, and now I see why. I I loved it. The staff was great, but um, it was just it was. I'm really glad I did it because now we're planning trips with family, right? To go on vacation. To um, you know. We're, I remember my wife and I looking at the map, like, okay, where do we want to go? Like, we felt like nice, the whole world has opened up, yeah, you know, and, and I'm already now planning mm-hmm. my January work trips, you know, cause I loved it. I, I found, I found out that apparently I love staying in hotels. I loved, you know, I, I just love the, 
feeling, well, one, that the job is paying for everything. So I can just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I get, you know, it's on their tab. So. Living large. Yeah. Living large. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, no, I was so encouraged and, you know, proud of myself that, that yeah. flew and went from flying once to five times. And, uh, and I know it's cliche, but if I can do it, I mean, anyone can do it. You can, and, and anyone listening to this can, because to say it was the biggest fear of mine is an understatement. I avoided it. I just did not do it. And the encourage that's why I didn't want to do an episode if I just flew once. You know, I purposely wanted to offer my story after I flew with different airlines, yeah. different airports, right? Because they're all safe. And, uh, and I had a great experience with, with all of them. It was not, and I'm glad the, the flight from Pensacola to Atlanta, I'm glad it wasn't a smooth flight because I was spoiled leading up to it, you know, yeah. because Delta was smooth, Silver Airways was smooth, Southwest was smooth. Um, and, uh, I just glad I got to experience a bumpy flight because even though I felt safe, it, I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I felt yeah. like it was sort of distracting me from my distractions, you know, but you knew, uh, your little bubble, your bubbles being bounced about. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Hey, what's going on out there? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, but uh, so yeah, I mean, managed like propellers. You've managed di all different flights. You've managed a succession of flights, different airlines. Yes, stuff, isn't it? It's really. Oh cool. man, I yeah, I love it. And I find myself as I'm planning my 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 January and February trips, like I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I it's it's not at all what I expected leading up to my first flight. You know, I pictured myself really losing sleep and, so, and i remember so, so just an interesting point he says you've because we often say with visualization you need to visualize what you want and you were doing the opposite but yes yes yeah exactly. obviously not very good at visualizing <laughs> none of it <laughs> no. through, which is good yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so no i i um definitely uh i'm, I'm glad i did it like i said we're, we're planning trips with family and, and work trips and um you know, I think what I, a goal I have for this year is is I want to fly alone because every time I did fly, I did fly with somebody, right? And so um, I, I do want to fly alone eventually, and I think that's kind of the next step in my yeah. I was going to ask sales. you next year because you said earlier on about still being you know to some degree a nervous flyer, and uh, so I was interested to see. What happens next? So flying alone. What What about the feeling trapped? Do you know the the lifts and all that? Is that still is that still the thing for you, or was, was any of that? Yeah, uh, no. It, it actually it's it's about the same. Uh, I mean, I don't like full blown panic. I just feel uncomfortable in it. Yeah. You know, and and here in Florida and Tampa, we don't have elevators that go a hundred stories high. You know, maybe three stories, right at the most, three yeah. levels. Um, but I, one funny story was when I was in Atlanta, uh, I, we, we were staying at a hotel and, um, and I remember I hit the close button on the elevator door and it didn't move. It just stayed there. And I just remember thinking, okay, this is happening. What, what is going on? I'm going to be yeah. stuck in here. Yeah. So a long 30 seconds passed and then I hit the open button and it opens and I'm still in the lobby. So I run out. I'm like, I got to get out of this elevator. So I go to the front desk. I'm like, your elevator's, it almost trapped me. 
Well, long story short, I forgot because I was staying at the hotel. You need a key. You need the uh, uh, your room key to activate it. <laughs> so he walked with me. He was such a nice gentleman at the front desk. He he was like, "Did you use your key card?" I'm like, "No." He's like, and then there was right there a big yeah, sign, yeah. "Use your hotel key." I'm so. But when you're but, uh, like a bit anxious, you can't see anything, can you? Can't no, <laughs> that would have no could have been ten foot high, and you wouldn't have seen that because you've been like, "Yeah, it's not working." I'm trying exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, I mean, to to the the feeling trap. Um, I mean, it's still there, right? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I just don't like uh, you know, big crowds. I'm not a big fan of it, right? At least loud crowds right i'm not a big fan of it um so you're doing like I was, doing all this flying stuff though in spite of that that's what i was so I, yes it's really interesting as well that you managed to even though you've got still got the sort of enclosed space the big crowds all that stuff going on that you've managed to sort of park that a bit when you fly i think that's really interesting and, and very encouraging for people who do have the claustrophobia element their fear correct yeah and um uh, yeah, so I mean, I would say the 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 things that I did to kind of you know summarize what what helped me was um, taking a tour of the airport. Yeah, highly recommend that if, if they offer it, right? Um, and noise canceling headphones are a godsend; they are amazing. Um, and really, just uh, you know, reaching the of course the Love Fly podcast, the Facebook group. I, like I I love the stories. I love the even the quote unquote bad stories, right? Where people say they gave up because, you know, I would say don't, you know, don't look at it as, as a failure, right? Like you got, you got so far, you know, you're farther than where you were before. And so uh, another thing that helped me was actually just, just doing it, just living it, right? No longer, it was no longer a concept. It was no longer, um, it wasn't an abstract thought. I was there in the flesh, right? I was there experiencing everything and it's nothing like what your imagination tells you it is it's nothing like that it's it was so calm and peaceful uh, and and even when i was sitting even when i was in the air in the middle of the flight every few seconds right i would kind of realize like like okay i'm doing oh crap i'm flying (laughs) yeah like this this is really happening and then i'll go okay and i'll just go back to to my whatever i was doing to distract me um and so I, I highly recommend, like I said, the game changer for me were, were the noise canceling headphones, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like I can just tune the world out and uh, just feel like I'm in, like, really, like I am in my own little bubble in my four, as you said, be a teenager. You know, it's just uh, uh, that. Yeah. Top and then the little flood yeah. be a teenager. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So my, um, you know, my doctor, like I said, give me the medicine and actually on the way back from atlanta to tampa i didn't need to take it you know which is because i did take it you know before each flight but i didn't need to take it one because i don't know why my boss picked a flight at seven in the morning so we had to be at the airport by five in the morning and uh i was already tired so i said i don't didn't need any time i didn't need it even if you know it would physically be impossible for me to get worked up i was just so tired you know especially you know it was a work trip so we were busy um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's, um, well, you've done my, amazing. my story. You've done amazing. And that, and you're now part of the stories the the rich tapestry that makes up the love fly community and sharing your story and where you've got to and stuff. So you've given lots and lots of little tips along the way, but if you had to sort of 
you know, I always like at the end of sort of like a, a soul sure. message. What would yeah. yours be for people in terms of just like a final comment or encouragement? Yeah, um, I would say flying is, number one, of course, it's safe, right? Mm. But it also opens up the world. It really, like literally, you you can go to places that, you know, you didn't think you could, you never thought you could go. And and overcoming this, let me take that back. I'm, I don't, I haven't overcome my fear, right? It's just, I've managed it. I've managed yeah. flying, right? It's not about overcoming it. You know, I might be a nervous flyer for the rest of my life, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm flying. Yeah. So it really, it's, it's, uh, like I said, I, I love it. I look forward to my next trips and, um, you know, you're not alone. And I think that's what, I think that's what helped me was because a lot of my close friends and family, they didn't have a fear of flying. Right? So I didn't know who to reach out to. So, you know, thankfully, you know, the group, the Love Fly group, the Love Fly podcast, uh, was very, very helpful in that. And I would say just, you know, whether it's for work or whether it's vacation or whatever, it's, it's, it's great to just get out there and, and explore the world and really see just the different places and the different things that this world has to offer. So I think that's, that's what it is for me. It, it just opens up possibilities for you to, to see, uh, yeah, get to go to places you haven't been before. I mean, just your mic drop there, Jerry. Was there? A... <laughs> that's <laughs> I right. Yeah. I mean, can you look at look how long we've been talking. That's just amazing. Your story, you just you've taken us through your journey and how much you've overcome it. And the fact that I like the fact that you're in. You didn't use these words, but I still see that there's a, there's a work in progress going on. That despite still having a little bit of anxiety and noticing a few things that you're not, still not comfortable with, you're doing it. And I think that's the thing. And the other thing that I thought was particularly important is that they when you're building up to doing these things you're creating a tension in yourself and the only way to satisfy that is to go and do the thing because then it you update yourself don't you? it becomes a reality rather than sort of a conceptual thing in your head and and eventually that's the thing with all fears is that you've got to, to move towards it and then go through it and on the other side of that then you start to be able to chip away at it which you've done amazing i think this is a this is a great story jerry thank you oh no thank you yeah i i was really glad to to share it and i wanted to share it to just encourage yeah. other people because there's different reasons that people have of, of mm. to be afraid of flying and uh i think mine was a little bit more I like mine was a little bit more complicated because how do you how do you comfort that you know if mm. if you're afraid of turbulence you can just do the jello analogy right if you're afraid of mechanics you can just show them how a plane works, but how do you show someone who hates, you know, feeling stuck? And, uh, and so, and then, you know, someone private messaged me, uh, the, I think I shared it on the group, but pretty much explained that like, you're not really trapped in the plane. You're just being transported from one point to another. You know, you're not, you're not stuck there. And I think that helped and kind of explained that, you know, uh, staff and on the flight, they're prepared for everything. You know, so if you do have a quote unquote panic attack and they're trained for that, you know, if you have a medical emergency, they're trained for that, you know, they're, they're never too far away from another airport, even if they're in the middle of the ocean, you're, they're prepared for that. So I trust the staff, they know what they're doing. I felt safe and with them and, uh, it was just a good experience overall. So yeah, I, 
I hope my story encourages at least one person who feels like they're going to hyperventilate. So, you know, practice breathing exercises before you fly, right? That, that was helpful. That breathing app was helpful. Um, and then just knowing that when you breathe through your nose, it almost physically calms you down. So yeah, those techniques helped. And, and if I forget anything, I, you know, just, I'll try to share it on the, in the Facebook group. So, um, but uh, yeah, I hope people listen this far and, and ask me any questions. Like I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just a nervous flyer like everybody else. No, well, I think there's been some fabulous tips there, Jerry, and the, you know, to sum it up, you know, if you've got claustrophobia, be a teenager. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just put on a hoodie, noise cancer headphones, video games. That's, that's it. That's the secret sauce. That's the rest. Yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll give y'all my Venmo account so y'all can, you know, pay me for that. <laughs> pay me for that tip. <laughs> Amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Jerry, it's been great to meet you and thank you so much for giving so much time and so much of your tips and little us and you're you know sharing the story unguarded i really appreciate that and it's uh it's going to help a lot of people so thank you no no thank you thank you to the group to the facebook group to the podcast to all the other people who shared their stories because it's not in vain it really is encouraging i i love i love reading and and uh and just being a part of this group so no thank you for having me and if anyone listened thank you for listening and reach out to me if you need to on the group and I'm more than happy to offer my support. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you're finding it helpful with your fear of flying. Now, if you do need some extra tailored help, you can go to our website, lovefly.co.uk and click on the courses button. You'll find more help there, such as our 30-day program and our on-demand webinar. Thanks again. See you next time.